We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hello everyone, it is Friday, it is April, it is the 12th of April, and this is another edition of The Morning Grind. I am not Stevie TPFL, he is, I believe, heading out to a racetrack or something, I don't know, I didn't ask too many questions because I don't like to intrude on his life, but in any case, I'm taking over for him just for the day, he'll be back next week, and I am joined here by Chief Justice 06, Will Priestley, how you doing over there? Man, I'm doing great, man. Uh, good to good to come on and hang out with you on a pod. Uh, I don't think we've done one in a while now, um, so you know it, it'll be good to hang out. I think we're gonna have maybe a few shows on the weekend for baseball. I, we'll see, but just just good to hang out with you now, man, and uh, talk some talk some shop. Yeah, yeah, and I think I just called you Priestley instead of Priester. Sorry, the last letter of names is always confusing. To me but in any case i don't think you mind and if you did you wouldn't say anything because you are one of the nicest guys in the world but it does not matter we got a wonderful little 14 or 12 game slate i believe uh on the slate today so we are going to break it down i'm ready to get in but before we do that mention our sponsor fantasy draft fantastic site i love playing it i play it every single day Looks like tomorrow, I believe they have, is it a 10 or 15K tournament? Is a 7.5K tournament, $25 entry. They got entries anywhere from $0.01 cent to $1,000. So whatever you play, they have a tournament for you. And cash games are on there, and they have some rake-free head-to-heads. So get on over to Fantasy Draft. Sign up to using the Roto Grinders link, and you may be able to golf with Drew Brees or something of the like one day because we run promos. And they're always good ones. You want to be involved. So sign up using the Roto-Grinders link and get on over to Fantasy Draft. 
Let's get started with the first game of the day here, Pittsburgh at Washington. We have, I blanked out for a second, Corbin versus Trevor Williams here. Um, let's take it with Corbin first. Obviously one of the better pitchers on the slate here, one of the higher price pitchers, only got more expensive as Carrasco. Draws a matchup versus Pittsburgh, who generally don't strike out too much, but a little bit worse versus lefties than they are versus righties. Are you considering Corbin today, Will? Yeah, I'm definitely considering Corbin. Um, I, I don't think Corbin's going to get a lot of ownership either. Now, now, maybe that picks up as the day goes along, but I'm just thinking about last year, even when Corbin was had such a sustained amount of success last year, the guy had a 31% K rate, and people still wouldn't play him last year because they didn't believe in what, what he had going on. And I think on a slate where – you know, you've got a Carrasco, you, you've got a Jay Happ going against uh, the White Sox, who we'll talk about later. You've got um, uh, Jake Arietta going against Miami in Miami. You know, not to play spoiler alert on all these pitchers, but I think I think you've got enough to choose from where I, I think Corbin may get lost in the shuffle. And, I mean, I don't think we have a better example of what left-handed pitching do to uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates than looking at what, you know, uh, Mr. Quintana did to them today. I mean, my goodness, what what a performance he put on. I mean, yeah, I, I you know, I, I know he had just perfect pitching conditions out there in, at Wrigley. But what the bottom line is, you know, like you talked about with left, left-handed pitching, they just, they've struggled. And Pittsburgh is also a very low ISO team. So I'm never really afraid of, of them when I've got a guy that can dial up the strikeouts. And, and I think Corbin is definitely in line to do so. Yep, yep. No, I absolutely agree. And Corbin, obviously, big problem is high hard hit rate, and he can give up some bombs or some doubles. Um, less worried about that with Pittsburgh. What about over on the other side with Williams? Uh, you know, Washington is starting to turn a corner. The crazy thing about Trevor Williams that we know about him is he's really just kind of been this – this middle-of-the-road ground ball guy. And he's not really the best option for DFS on a slate this size. But because, they, you know, you know just as well as I know, there are slates where Trevor Williams is an is a exceptional play. I don't think that day is today. Um, but, you know, even this season, I've looked at this season numbers versus last season numbers. And nothing's really changed. You know, he's going to have, you know, around a 20% K rate, a little bit less. The, the ball is going to be on the ground around 40%. Uh, he's just got to hope that he has some, some good defense. Not K lefties, he's going to K righties. And um, so I don't, I, don't, I don't think I want any interest in, in Williams just because I, he, he just doesn't have enough strikeout upside for, for today's slate, in my opinion. Absolutely agree. What about Pittsburgh bats are probably not attacking them with Corbin, right? No, no. Going to leave all of those bats on the shelf today. Good call. What about Washington? I mean, Williams, he's pretty good at getting soft contact, an all right ground ball pitcher. But these Washington bats are pretty good. Anyone on your radar? Uh, man, you know, as, as crazy as this sounds, I mean, and it's, it's no secret, man. Anthony Rendon's just been – Tearing the cover off the ball. I mean, this season right now, the guy sitting on a 351 ISO against right-handed pitching, a 506 Woba, but more importantly, a 16.3% K rate and a 48% fly ball rate. 
Um, you know, th those are things I look at. And so while I know Williams is, is generating soft contact, Rendon is, 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 Rendon is, is contacting uh, the baseball 85.2% of the time. I mean, that, that's astronomical. And, and, and his heart hit rate on the season right now is, is 48%. I, I'm willing to play Rendon, and I'm, I'm willing to play a Soto. Uh, I'm willing to play an Adam Eaton, a guy that's just going to put the ball in play. Uh, Brian Dozier's kind of been too cheap all year. So I, I don't mind a little Washington. I don't think I full stack Washington today, but, but I think a mini stack of Washington, you know, two to three players, uh, I think is perfectly viable here. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, their a stack is viable. I don't know if they'll make it into any of my lineups there because I'm not throwing that many in, and there's a lot of good spots, but they are definitely on the board here. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Which let me, add, let me add one other thing in there, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, just keep in mind there there may be some weather in this Washington game today. I think you guys know just from an earlier podcast how I feel about Washington weather. So if it looks anything like it may get troublesome, then, of course, I'm just going to scratch this whole game off. I just – I don't play around with Washington weather. They'll, they'll, they'll mess up your, your fantasy night before you even get started. Yep, and definitely check out what Roth has to say in order to figure that out. Next game is White Sox versus the Yankees. We have G. Lito and we have Hap. Let's start off with Hap, who I would assume is going to be one of the chalkier players on the day. He's a good pitcher. Um, he's priced up a decent amount, probably about where his skill set is at, but he is going against the White Sox here, who have K's all the way up and down his lineup. He's a 26% K rate pitcher. I have a huge amount of interest in him. He might be my favorite pitcher on the board. What about you? Yeah, I like Hap today, uh, especially since uh, he, he probably hasn't looked as good as I think we would have expected him to look right out of the gate. Um you know, I, I just think – and I think there will be some recency bias there, and I think that's something we can take advantage of. I mean, if you look at, you know, what he's done so far this season, it's just been kind of blocked, you know. Nothing nothing major. I mean, I, I think he's gotten kind of kind of blown up, you know, in one of these starts against Baltimore, gave up five hits, one walk, you know, four earned runs. Um, and, and this is against Baltimore twice, actually – Hasn't made it through four innings. Right now his ERA is sitting at a 6.48. And so I think I think the common people, you know, will look at that and say, uh, I don't want to play him against a really high upside Chicago White Sox stack. But what I'm looking at is the things that I, I think help me make decisions for the year. And right now, I mean, when I look at Hap, you know, the exit velocity is only about 89 miles per hour, which is pretty low. Uh, the ground ball rate is at 42%, and the hard hit rate is at 23% for these past couple starts. So I think I think everything is fine. Um, he's had a little dip in velocity, but nothing that I'm I'm too worried about. Um, what what I don't like about him right now, though, is that he plays for the New York Yankees. And while I want to play him, if if he gets in any kind of jam, they're just going to pull him and bring in Adovino and, and let the bullpen do the work. So that's kind of my hang-up with any Yankees pitcher, not just Hap, Paxton, Tanaka, uh, you know, uh, German, Johnny Lasagna, any of those guys. If they get in any kind of jam, 
they're just going to pull these guys and bring in the bullpen. So that's kind of my hang-up. But I definitely think he's got the, the, the K upside in this spot. If he can get through six clean, uh, look out. He, he could be on the way to a phenomenal game. Yep, right there with you. What about Giolito on the other side? Obviously, uh, he showed some greatness at certain points last year. I'm a big Giolito fan, and this high strikeout Yankees team has a little, get a little bit of interest in him. Uh, I just I, I don't think I want Giolito today in Yankee Stadium. Now, look, Giolito's been outstanding, really, uh, this year so far. So I don't want to – you know, overlook that. The guy's been, been pitching really well, um, at least on average for the first two starts. Now, listen, he ran up against a Seattle team that I don't think anybody wants to face right now. So if 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 you just throw that start out of the window, he, he pitched a pretty good game against a, a pretty nice contact team in Kansas City. I, I do think he's cheap enough to, to play. And I, I think that's – I think that's the claim to fame here with Giolito. If you look on DraftKings, he's 5,500. That that's Ryan Stanek is going to pitch two innings and he's 5K. Uh, I I I think that's a really really extreme misprice. So I like him there. And then on FanDuel, he's 6,600. So if you really think that he's going to kind of run through this Yankees lineup. That, that I think he's the upside player of the day right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just looking at this lineup, Giolito has a 26% K rate this year, and last year the projected lineup versus righties for the Yankees had around a 27% K rate. So I am just willing to risk everything at 5500 You're not paying a huge amount of your salary. This could go wrong, but I think even if it does go wrong, it ends up still with around 10 points for Giolito, which – Honestly, you get that of a 5.5K pitcher. Who cares? That's fine. That's more than good enough for me. So I love G Leader today. I love Hap. Let's look at the bats. Um, White Sox, obviously, huge amounts of power at certain points. You put up a boatload of runs every once in a while, but Hap's not really the guy that gets blown up too often, except for this year. So are you using any uh, White Sox bats? No, man. I mean, look, and, and you know, call, call me crazy. Maybe – you know, maybe this isn't the approach of most, but I'm already on to this year's numbers. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get as many edges as I can. I know that these things will normalize, but, I mean, we've got three or four series under our belts now. So I, I'm already on to this season's numbers. And when I'm looking at this season's numbers, I'm looking at Jose Abreu striking out 27.3% against left-handed pitching. I'm looking at Wellington Castillo, Beef Castillo, striking out 41.7%. I'm looking at Moncada striking out at 23.1%. Oh, look at this. I'm, I'm looking at a guy, Eloy Jimenez, 43.8%. I'm looking at, you know, McCann and Angle. Angle's at 50%, got a 50% K rate, the left-handed pitching this year. McCann at 33.3%. I know that these numbers won't stay this high all year, but the bottom line is this team struggles against left-handed pitching, even last year. So I, like I said, I, 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 the only thing that's going to hold me back from fully going all in on Hap is the fact that if he happens to get in the jam and walk too many guys, that bullpen is lurking. But obviously, man, this is a crazy upside spot for Hap. I'm not playing any White Sox pass. Yeah, I I can see Abreu as a one-off, but I mean, I love the White Sox. 
I may end up with a stack just because it's my brain, but that's the only reason why. What about the Yankees on the other side? G. Lito obviously can get into some trouble at any given time here. Uh, are you looking at any of these big power bats for the Yanks? Well, yeah, man. I mean, I think I think that's going to be the problem with, with Giolito, if, if there is a problem. If if he's not locating pitches, he's going to be walking a lot of guys. And uh, so, you know, maybe Luke Voigt. Actually, Luke Voigt would be my favorite bat from the Yankees, period, as far as power, uh, you know, and, and one of the lowest strikeout rates. Now, Gary Sanchez, ironically, this season, it's only striking out 17.9%. But I, I still think Void, Void is the better play here. Uh, if I'm looking for a contact guy, then obviously DJ LeMayhew, um, which I think people kind of avoid him because he's a low ISO guy and is kind of buried at the bottom of the lineup. But he's the one bat in this lineup that I trusted to just churn production. So, you know, I hate the fact that Greg, Greg Bird is in front of him, which is almost an automatic strikeout. But if, if LeMayu can happen to move into the six hole, I think it gives him so much RBI opportunity. So while he's not a guy that's going to hit, you know, 50 home runs, I mean, he just, he just keeps the ball in place. So he's actually – him and Void are probably my two favorite Yankees if I had to choose two today. Yeah, I'm just going to full on fade. I love Giolito. <laughs> there's too many good spots today. I'm going to fade it. So let's move on to the next one. Uh, we have Rays versus Toronto. We have Thornton, who's been – striking out everyone, and then Stanek, and I'm assuming Torinos. It looks like Torinos is going to be the long relief guy here. Let's start off with any interest in Torinos. I mean, Toronto's terrible this year outside of apparently every single Boston pitcher. Yeah. Um, look, man, uh, Yanni's 7,800 on DK, which is which is expensive for, for a guy that, um, you know – it's it's may not pitch the whole game, but if you look at what he did against Houston, he, he pitched seven innings, uh, 88 pitches, uh, you know, six Ks, two hits, didn't, didn't really give up much. S- similar against San Francisco, but he only went five innings, and, and he only pitched six, only 67 pitches. I think that's the, that's the hangout with Yanni at 7,800. Man, I wish I could. If he was going to get 85 to 88 pitches for sure, I think I'd be a lot more excited. Um, but but there's no room for error when you play Yanni uh, because of just how they're how they're running this thing. So um, I, I I I want to play Yanni. I, I almost don't think he's necessary, even though he's facing the Blue Jays. He just may not be necessary today at that price. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of there with you, but that's just because I love Giolito today. What about the bats for Toronto? Any of them? Uh, oh boy. See, th- this is a tricky spot for me, a- and the reason why it's tricky is because this Thornton kid, I mean, on the season right now, he's got a 39.5% K rate. And, and his ex-fip is at 2.41, which is outstanding, uh, j- just outstanding. And, you know, I, I'm looking at the peripherals, and everything looks it looks normal. I don't see anything that's too out of whack. So, you know, I, I, I think he's in play. Um, 
I, I, I definitely think he's in play. And he's another reason why I don't, I don't think you need to play Yanni today. Uh, he's a guy that's going to go out there and, and pitch his whole, his whole allotment of minutes. And I just, I, I don't think you need him. So, um, you know, I, I like, I like Billy Bob today, Billy Bob Thornton. I like him a lot. Yeah. He's, he's I, I don't know, like looking at his minor league stuff, I've, I just don't think this K rate's going to continue. And if there weren't other pitchers on the slate today that I could go with, I'd go with them. But with Giolito there at 5,500 and a lot of guys in the high eight, low nine K range, I, I just don't think I can go with them. But it's probably going to keep me from using any raised bats. And yeah. I'm not using any Toronto bats today outside of maybe one up on smoke. Yeah, I mean, and the thing about it is he's 7,800 just like Yanni. I think I'd play him over Yanni today just because I feel like he's got the more guaranteed pitch count. So it's going to be tough for me to play Yanni today over a guy like him who's got the pitch count baked in. Yeah, and you're not going with any bats from this game? No, I'm not taking a bat from either side. Had a kid. Let's move on to the next one. We got Sandy versus Arietta, Marlins, Phillies. It's over in Miami. Arietta's not really a guy I like to use that much, but this Miami team strikes out at projected 26% K rate versus righties, and it's in Miami. So I think Arietta has to be on the board. Is he one of your top arms? Yeah, I like him. Um, you know, he's a guy, like I said, if you look at the numbers this year, uh, you're going to be extremely unimpressed. In fact, you're going to say, Yuck, uh, you may even puke. This guy's numbers look terrible on, on the surface. On the surface, they, they, they look awful. Uh, but, but when you look at the other things, uh, you, you just realize that, you know, he's keeping the ball on the ground. You know, he, he's middle of the road just like everybody else. He's probably got one of the best strikeout matchups there is. Uh, I was watching ESPN, I think, when they were playing uh, – they may have been playing Washington, but they were just talking about how he's kind of changed his mechanics um, and is, is trying to, uh, you know, uh, get that sinker going a little bit more uh, where he used to kind of bury guys. I mean, we remember Arietta from from three years ago where he could he could throw that sinker and just demolish people. And he's working on it. Uh, I saw the mechanic change, and so I think, I think his, his strikeouts are going to improve this year. I just think he's run up against Washington and a couple other teams. But but I like him here against this high strikeout team. I mean, look, man, Granderson this year, 42% K rate. Anderson, 34. Walker, 24. Alfaro, 43. Riddle, 47. Brentson, 36. This team's going to strike out. So he, he's one of the, the middle-of-the-road plays that I like. Yep, yep, right there with you. Absolutely love him. One of my top three, four options, and maybe a cash game option here today. We're not using Sandy on the other side. I'm just going to say yeah. that. We're not using Miami hitters. No reason to go into that at all. What about Philly Bats uh, versus Sandy here? I know it's in Miami, but this Philly team has got some power. Yeah, I, I, I think Philly – I do want to see how we think the ownership is going to break out. And the reason why I say that is because – You've got Boston that looks like they're going to be facing David Hess. Uh, you've got Oakland going into Texas that's going to be facing Drew Smiley. Uh, you know, you've got some high, highly, high attackable spots here. So I, 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 th- I think Philly's going to get lost in the shuffle. 
I think Philly is the number one tournament play out there because of the ownership factor. I, I don't. I just. I don't think they're going to get the ownership against Sandy. And I mean, this team has got home run upside up and down one through eight. And so I, I love the Phillies here. I, I think if you're if if you're really looking to attack some tournaments, uh, I, I think the Phillies are one of the top teams of the day. Yeah, I don't mind that. I mean. Reese is the greatest hitter of all time, so that makes things pretty easy. Sandy gives up a decent hard contact rate. He doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. He walks a whole lot of guys here. This team can get a whole lot of walks. I mean, Hoskins, Harper, McCutcheon, Hernandez all draw walks at a fairly high rate versus righties, so guys are going to be on base. I really do like the Phillies stack. I don't know if they're the top stack for me, but they're in the top five for me today. Um, let's move on to the next game here where there's certainly going to be a whole lot of bats we, we're going to talk about. Um, and an arm. Uh, pass we're not using. We're just going to get that out of the way. We'll talk about Erod. So Erod can always get into trouble here. Like, he works the count really high and with a lot of hitters, and he doesn't go late into games that often because of how much he works the count with guys. He can get into trouble, obviously way better versus lefties and righties, but this Baltimore team is not a normal team. No one on the team outside of Mullins in a small at-bat size walks more than a 10% rate. There's low walks all the way up and down versus lefties. They're not going very good at working the count. They swing freely. This is a good Erod spot, and even though it's in Boston, I think Erod's absolutely in play. What about you? Yeah, it's absolutely in play. And, you know, let, let me at least plug this in because I know I, I said that I'm already moving on to this year's numbers. But but what I'm also doing is I'm also trying to make an educated comparison to last year's numbers. And, I mean, this team, nothing has changed. I mean, you're talking about the low walk numbers. If you look at last year and this year right now, they're pretty much identical. Uh, not, nothing's changed. Some of these guys haven't walked at all. Jonathan VR hasn't walked at all. Uh, Smith, ha- Alberto, these guys haven't walked this year. So, you know, it- it's a great spot. Even Trey Mancini. Now, Trey Mancini has been walking because he's just been crushing the ball and putting the ball in play. But he's only walked 5.6% of the time, and nothing's changed since last season. So I, I like him here. Um, you know, can he put it together? Let's hope. I, uh, at, but for that reason alone, he's 9K. Uh, I, I, I'd rather play Ariad over him, even though he's got uh, Baltimore. I think Baltimore is a, is a much better hitting team than Miami, if that's saying anything at all. So uh, I think Erod's going to be on the outside looking in for me. I, I don't think I'm going to touch Erod. Uh, I will say this. If Erod's ownership is going to creep up, I think Baltimore, I think the Baltimore stack is in play, even though they're not they're not walking a bunch. I, I think I think they're going to be in play here, especially if the weather's good in Boston tomorrow. I mean, I can see going Mancini. I can see going VR Nunez Smith Jr. There you go. Outside of the, I mean, I guess four man stack Fanduel. They're very much in play, and I've stacked Baltimore a few times over on Fan Fanduel this year. So I feel you. What about Boston going against Hess? Obviously, going to be the chalkiest or second chalkiest team on the entire slate. It's either them or Oakland, and there's zero doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. Got to be one of those two. 
obviously we're using guys like Betts, like JD, Bogarts, Moreland, Benintendi, basically all the one through five guys, maybe even Devers over in cash. In tournaments, everyone's going to stack them up. I might, I might eat some chalk here. I'm not going to lie. You, you eating the chalk? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I, Grant, I think you know how I play. I don't play popular teams in baseball. That's just not the way I'm wired to play. Uh, you know, so I, I really want to see the ownership. But like, like we've already talked about, we're expecting these to be the top two teams. I, I may fade Boston today. I played, I played them on the five-game slate just because I just didn't see a way around it. Um, and, and maybe if I would have just stat the Padres-Arizona game, which I haven't checked yet to see what's going on there, maybe if I would have stacked that game, that was probably the way around it. I, but I, I didn't feel as comfortable with that. So I did play Boston today uh, or, or last night on, the, on that slate. I, I, I would feel comfortable fading Boston. But hear me out, people. It's just because – I'm not wired to play popular teams in baseball. Um, but I will say this. Even, even though Boston is probably going to be projected to be high on, there are still going to be guys that don't get any ownership. Like Devers was still 7 to 10% today in tournaments. And he was batting in the six hole. And so – I think if I do decide to stack Boston, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll look for, for the guys that I feel like are going to be lower on it and maybe take a guy like Jackie Bradley at the bottom of the order and hope he does something. But um, I, li- I like Boston, love the spot. They should crush Hess. We don't have to convince you of that. But if the ownership gets it, it too, too high, I think it's going to be a pass for me. Yeah, no, I understand that. And I like the Bradley call. I like the Devers call. This team has a bunch of decent lefties and Hess – not good versus lefties. So going with Devers or Bradley near the bottom of the lineup, I think is the best way to stack it if you are going to stack it. But cash game, look for a lot of these bats. Don't overthink things. Next game we got on the slate is Mets versus Atlanta. We have Wheeler versus Wright. Wheeler is dead to me because of the negative one point he put up on FanDuel that I still had a 230 up the other day. Gosh, I hate you, Wheeler. Um <laughs> And three, can we use – please tell me we can't use Will, Wheeler. You there? I can't hear you. I don't know what's happening. I'll yeah, talk about I'm, Wheeler. I'm, I'm here, man. I, I had to mute myself. I was laughing and coughing, and I didn't <laughs> disturb the podcast with, with such an awful cough. So, uh, yes, I, 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 too, partook in the Wheeler festivities, his last start only to open up my app in the middle of the evening and realize that he had been destroyed. So uh, for that reason alone, I I think people are going to be afraid of Wheeler. Um, He's he's facing Atlanta. Uh, He's down to 8,400. You know, when when I'm looking at a guy like Wheeler that just had such a phenomenal season last year, you know, one of the things I'm trying to figure out is, is anything wrong in – in, in, in the other numbers. Like, what, what's really going on? And what I see is the ground ball rates there, um, but the hard contact is really up to lefties, but the K rate is up to lefties. The, on, to righties, he's got a, a 13% K rate. The fly ball rate is down. The hard hit rate is down. Here's the problem right now. He's walking too many guys. 
bottom line. I mean, he walked. He's walking 18.8 percent of the lefties and 16.7 percent of the righties. If you round up that, you know, uh, walk rate to lefties to 20 percent, I always like to talk in layman's terms. Basically, he's walking one out of every five bats, and you can't expect to get get through a lineup walking one out of every five. This isn't the spot to do it with the Braves. While I love Wheeler, I know he could come out here and just absolutely dominate today. I think I'm going to have to pass on him until this walk rate comes down. Something's going on with this pitch location that he's just missing. I'm going to have to pass on Wheeler today as much as I like him and like the price. Yeah, yeah, no, right there with you. And there's too many other good options where I can play pay 9K for Erod, 8 for Arietta, or 9-2 for half. There's a, or even Urias for seven, eight seven. There's no reason for me to go with him. Full cross off. What about uh, Wright? We're not using him. I'm gonna assume you agree. I I actually have some interest in Kyle Wright. Oh, um, you son of a biscuit! Talk to I, me. I I do I, I I but but hear me out. It's really more of a price play, and and when when you look at the price on him right now, it's really more of a price play on Fanduel. On DK, I don't. I don't think you need him at seventy three hundred. On Fanduel, look, we're going to have some guys that that could have just some crazy upside games. But if you really want to load up on the bats, this this is a way to be a little bit contrarian on a site like Fanduel, where you say, okay, I'm going to stack two popular teams. I'm going to take the highest upside bats that I can get. So your Mookies, your JDs your Chris Davises, your Chapmans, uh, you know, your Bogarts. You're, you're, you're just going to take all the upside bats and then you'll play a guy like Kyle Wright and hope, and notice I'm saying hope, that he can get through six, maybe give up a run or two, and get enough strikeouts and get the win. If, if Kyle Wright can get you 35 points on FanDuel and Boston and Oakland show up like I think the masses are going to anticipate, you could be sitting pretty here on FanDuel. So I, I really think he's more of a FanDuel play. Just wanted to point that out there. The price is just it, – it's pretty low. Yeah, I'm fine with that, except for I'm using Giolito instead. Just plain and simple yeah, here. No, I got you. I, I got you. Yeah. Um, bats, I think the Atlanta stack is in play because of how bad Wheeler has had his pitch location all season long so that they can easily get him into trouble and just destroy him with hard hits and walks. I'm fine with the Atlanta stack, the Mets stack. I like a lot of these bats, but I'm pretty much on the Mets all year long. Kyle Wright, not great numbers last year in a very limited sample size. Looking at his minor numbers, he's going to be a league average or below average pitcher. So I will absolutely use a lot of these Mets lefties. And Alonzo, if he's just going to hit a home run every single game and try and pretend he's Reese Hoskins, I'm going to keep using them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I got I got no qualms with that, man. As much as I like him on FanDuel because of the price, I'm, I'm, I totally understand playing these Mets. Um, and this the Mets are a team that will probably go low on today. So they're another, you know, I'm kind of putting them in that category with with the Phillies where, okay, if, if I think these guys are going to have an upside game, I, I'll, I'll feel extremely comfortable fading Oakland and Boston and taking on a Mets Philly stack or an Atlanta Philly stack or something like that, which really is going to give you equal opportunity to take down the tournament. So I, I, I love that call. 
Yeah. What about uh, Atlanta bats? Are you using any of them? Uh, just stack them up, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, man. Just you just have to stack them. It, it, I, I think that's how you win here, especially you know. Listen, like we talked about, it, if he's going to be walking guys, you, you you probably need to stack them because guys are going to get on base and guys are going to be brought home very easily. So I, I love the Atlanta stack here. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game. Whole lot of bats here. Drew Smiley versus Fires, Texas, Oakland. I'm not sure what the Vegas total is right now, but I guarantee it's high for the A's. Um, we're not using Smiley. Another executive decision. What about Fires going against this? All right, Texas team, but I mean, Fires a big fly ball pitcher and rarely ever gets you there. Are you thinking about Fires at all? Oh, not at all. Not at all. That's good. That's good. You're a smart man. All right. Tell me how much you want to play the Oakland Bats, even at high ownership. Uh, I, I like Oakland, but I, I think the ownership is going to be too high, especially after what they've been doing in Baltimore. I think what may keep the ownership down a little, you, you guys may not think so. It sounds crazy, but they're not one of the first games. So I, I, I know that sounds crazy, but the late the later a team plays, the lower their ownership gets. It's just – it's so weird to me, but it's just how it works. So I, they're still going to be high, highly owned. I don't think I think Boston may end up being a little bit higher on than them because they're playing earlier and people want instant gratification. So, but but I still like Oakland here. I think it just depends on you know how you want to construct your lineup. But I mean, look, man, up and down this lineup, they should crush Smiley. Uh, a guy like Steven Piscotti is always a guy I like because even though he's bad in the three-hole, he, he actually never really is high-owned. I haven't seen Piscotti pass, I think, 11%, 12% all year. So he's one of my favorites. Uh, Mark Connor is another favorite of mine. Ramon Lariano. So, you know, if this lineup were to stay the same, I think you could get away with a very low-owned Oakland stat, like a three five six nine. Nobody's going to play Fegley on FanDuel. So something like that, I definitely don't hate getting involved in. Yeah, and we've seen a few Fegley home runs so far this year. I'm right there with you. Obviously, for cash, I'm looking to get in Chapman, looking to get in Davis. Um, but there's not a single – even Profar, like over on FanDuel, he's always high on, but he's super cheap there. Um, I'm, I'm good with every Oakland batter, one through nine, but – Guys I'm prioritizing in cash are Chapman and Davis. The guys I'm prioritizing in tournament are whoever's near the bottom of the lineup. It's that simple. They just garner so much lower ownership. What about Texas bats? Do you have any interest in them going against a big fly ball pitcher like Fires? Man, I do. I, I, I do. And, and the, the main reason why is because I think we've seen this time and time again. We'll pile up on Oakland, and we won't take Texas in pretty much almost an identical situation. So I, I love Texas here at home. Uh, they put up some runs this year. They haven't, you know, they haven't just kind of laid down and died early in the season. So I, I like them here. Um, obviously, a guy like Joey Gallo against a guy like Fires is, is always going to be in play. And his K rate on the season right now is only at 22%. If he can keep this K rate at 22% this year, uh, you may be looking at an MVP candidate on a very bad team. So. Uh, I, I like him a lot. No more Mazar while, while, while the power numbers aren't there right now. Uh, I, I like him as well. So, yeah, I, I like this team. Uh, Shinsu Chu, 
another guy. Uh, this team is grading out really well today, so I, I like Texas in what I think will be much lower ownership than Oakland in a similar spot. Love Texas today. Yep, right there with you. Gallo, no way he keeps his K rate at 25%. I'm just going to say that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> zero chance. But he's still going against an 8 19% K rate guy that gives up fly balls. Gallo's one of the best tournament plays of the day, even though he's going to be high-owned. Don't care. Play Texas bats, prioritize Gallo, prioritize Chu, and pretty much anyone, one through five, and even Cabrera, if you really want to, are very much in play there. Um, next game we got Cleveland versus Kansas City. Most expensive pitcher on the slate, Carrasco, going up against Keller. Casey has not been fantastic lately. Carrasco always has huge upsides. Are you paying up for him, or would you rather just pay for one of these guys in the 8 to 10K range? Oh, boy, I, I think I'd rather pay down. I mean, listen, we know Carrasco's got the stuff. Uh, he's got the upside. Um, I, I don't he, – he's a good pitcher. Let, let's, let's get that out of the way. I mean, Carrasco's a good pitcher. But I, I don't think I need him today. And, and, and you know, l- listen, guys, I'm always looking at the things I'm going to look at. And on the days I'm right, it's going to work out. And on the days I'm wrong, it won't work out. But – I'm looking at some numbers right now that are just extremely alarming to me. And while I know he's mowed down the Toronto Blue Jays with, with 12 Ks, uh, they're just some numbers, man. What if I told you his the past two starts he's had this year, the hard hit rate was at 70%. The exit velocity was at 98 miles per hour. Uh, if, I, if I gave you those numbers on anybody, you'd say, okay – it would be a reason to, to pause. And so, look, while I know I like Carrasco, I, I don't think I'm going to use him here in Kansas City. In fact, um, if, if I decide to multi-enter, I, I'm going to be stacking up Kansas City in this spot. Um, the numbers the numbers look good on the surface, 34.8% K rate. The XFIP is down. Um, but the numbers under the surface for me right now, um, I mean, even if you, if you look at it, the stuff in Plate IQ, it's up there. Like the fly ball rate to left is at 75% this year. Hard hit rate at 41%. Hard hit rate to right is at 86.7. Uh, listen, man, a, a beatdown is coming real soon. I can tell you that right now. Whether it's this start or the next one. So I, I'm avoiding Carrasco at all costs right now. I'm very interested in Kansas City in this spot. All right. Sorry we had some technical difficulties there. But uh, Keller versus Cleveland. What are you thinking about him, Will? Oh, boy, man. Cleveland just has not got it done. But I don't think I need Kell on this slate. The guy's not a high strikeout guy. So he's a guy I think I'm just going to avoid today. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not using any Cleveland bats? Nope. No Cleveland bats. <laughs> I'm fine with, yeah, I'm fine with Ramirez. But that, that's, that's pretty much it. No really need to talk to any, about anything else on this. Let's move on to the next game. Padres versus Arizona. Weaver versus Paddock. Paddock, obviously, big-time prospect. Done all right, but has not had fantastic control so far. Are you looking at Paddock at all for this slate? No. uh, We'll not be playing Paddock. Um, I mean, listen, the K rate's there, but the walk rate's up. Obviously, he could dial it up in this spot, but but I don't don't think I – He's, he's another guy I just don't think I need. I think he's overpriced right now, and I, I think if the price was a little lower, I would I would be a little bit more intrigued. 
But I, I just I think he's too much. So I'm, I'm going to fade him. I don't hate it. I don't hate the Paddock play. He's not going to draw a whole lot of ownership because the other guys are there. So I think it's all right with the shot and GBPs. What about with Weaver over on the other side? No, no, no Weaver for me. Uh, everything's out of whack right now. Uh, I'm going to be targeting Weaver for sure. All right. So you're playing Padres? Yeah, I, I don't mind the Padres here. I like them in this spot. Uh, they hung a number today. Uh, and, and, and really, Weaver's a lot worse than Zach Godley right now. So, uh, you know, Machado, Renfro, these guys, I, I like them a lot. Uh, I, you know, if, if, if Reyes is in the lineup, which he should be, don't, don't hate him. Um, you know, they're going to strike out a little bit, but I, I think Weaver will throw a few meatballs right down the middle for him to bail them out. So I, I really like the, the Padres here. I think if you just kind of look at this lineup, you can kind of put your little stack together. Myers, Hosmer, Machado, Renfro, or, you know, you'll, you'll be able to figure it out, especially, you know, you can kind of get them in the right spot. A guy like Machado should go low-owned anyway. So uh, I, I like the Padres here. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And people rarely stack the Padres. Weaver can get blown up here. I really like Machado um, and Renfro here, but I'll use pretty much any of these Padres because they – are all decent all the way top to bottom. What about over on the other side? We're not playing any Arizona hitters versus Paddock, are we? Um, uh, n- I, I don't think so. Uh, but I, I can't completely rule them out. It just depends on how I'm looking at the slate tomorrow. But um, if it's warm and the roof is open, I'll have a little bit more interest. But if not, then I'll probably fade them. All right. Fair enough. I'm just going to full on fade him. No reason on this slate. Let's move on to the next game here. We have Burns versus Urias. Milwaukee, obviously a fantastic hitting team. Urias, we don't know what his pitch count is going to be. Are you thinking about Urias at all for the Dodgers? No, not not today. Not in this spot. The pitch count is going to be low. I'm just, I'm not going to play him. Yeah, no, he's not worth it in tournaments, but he's also not a guy I like to pick on and get pick against. What about Burns over on the other side? Uh, I don't, I don't think I want to use Burns either. I mean, you know, the Dodgers are, are on the way back home. They, 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 I, uh, I, I'm not playing. I'm not playing Corbin Burns in this spot. No way, Jose. All right, what about the bats? Uh, Burns. It, it doesn't matter. The Dodgers are just too good of a team. Too stacked top to bottom. They are very much in play. It's a little bit of a sneakier stack here. I, I really like them. I think I prioritize Belly and Jock Jams and probably Seager. Um, but zero qualms with playing Turner, with playing Pollock, with playing Muncie, Kike, or even Barnes if you want to round out your stack. Are you going Dodgers today? Uh, I definitely think they're in play. Burns is getting up a lot of hard contact. And, and you know, he, he's, he's leaning a little bit more to the ground ball right now. Uh, but I just I, – I don't mind attacking any pitcher when the Dodgers are at home. So, um, you know, just I, – I think just for the fact that the Dodgers are back at home, off the road, out of St. Louis, uh, you know, and just – it's just – they're just too stacked up and down, man. They, they can cause problems on anybody, especially, especially with Corbin Burns. He doesn't scare me, so I, I like these guys. All right, and – we're not going with any Milwaukee players. Urias may have a pitch count, but he's still a very good pitcher, and the Dodgers have a very good bullpen. Any interest in any of these Milwaukee bats, or can we move on? I mean, I, I, I actually kind of put Milwaukee in the same category as the Dodgers. Uh, 
It's just we don't we don't I think we don't view Milwaukee as as good of a team. And and I don't think they're as good top to bottom, but I think their top five or six guys are usually stacked. And you've got Yasmani Grandal going back home, which I think in baseball it's not as easy to run a narrative streak because it's not basketball and you know, they're not going to have the ball in their hands doing a whole lot of things. But I don't, I, I, I don't hate the Brewers here in this spot. I don't think Urias will be around a long time. And the Dodgers' bullpen isn't elite right now. So I, I don't hate I don't hate a Milwaukee stat. All right. Well, I'm not there with you, but I understand it. Next game, we have the first place Mariners, which did not expect to see at all at this point in the season, going up against – Houston, LeBlanc versus Miley. Let's talk about Miley first. Are we playing him against the best team in the majors? (laughs) Of course not. He will get a quick X immediately. Yep, right there with you. Uh, What about LeBlanc, though? I mean, he's not the worst pitcher in the world. I just don't think that there's any real reason to play him against a low strikeout, very good hitting Houston team. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no need to go there. It makes a ton of sense. I, I don't think we're going to be playing any uh, Wade LeBlanc. Yeah. What about bats? My view is every single one in this entire game, top to bottom on both sides, are very much in play. And Seattle, I'm just going to continue to keep stacking them when they're never high enough owned. Bruce, even going against a lefty, I still think is very much in play if he's in the lineup. But Vogelbach, if he's in the lineup, I don't care, lefty-lefty, he's mashing the ball. Encarnacion, Santana, Hanniger, obviously in play. Beckham in play. Healy, very much in play. And probably my favorite Mariner play today. I love the Mariners. Are you are you going in with me? Yeah, man. You, you know I like the Mariners. If, if you guys have been following me in the chat, uh, listening to my sentiment about the Mariners, so I'm all about following the hot hand in baseball, man. And right now this team is hot. Don't tell Derek Carr. You do not tell um, Derek Carr. He will call I, you dumb. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you know what? It may be dumb, but it'll be my dumb approach on my dumb island. And it'll be my dumb money that I'll count as they keep hitting home runs. So uh, I, I, I I like the Mariners here. Hanager. So E5, look, this isn't going to continue, okay? This is not going to continue. E5 has a 0% strikeout rate against left-handed pitching this year so far. It was just interesting, okay? That's not going to continue. Tim Beckham, this isn't going to continue either, uh, uh, Grant, but this is something that really stood out to me. This is outstanding. Tim Beckham has a 778 ISO against left-handed pitching so far this year and a 770 WOBA. A 18.2% K rate and an 18.2% walk rate. This guy, like I said, these numbers aren't going to be sustainable for the season, but in a small sample size with what they're doing right now, just these guys are hot. They're playing really well. No need to overthink it. I love the Mariners. Uh, I, I, I will certainly have some Mariners in tournaments at very low ownership once again. Yeah, well, I'll see you at the top of the leaderboard then because I'm right there with you. Also, you forgot to mention Jay Bruce's 900 ISO versus lefties this year, which will certainly not continue. What about Houston going up against LeBlanc? I'm not as interested in Houston, ironically, but the numbers are there. Like, Brantley looks good. Correa looks good. Yuli Gurriel looks excellent. He's always cheap. So, you know, 
maybe, maybe th- this could be a nice game stack at the end of the night. Uh, this ends up being a, a ten to eight game or something like that. This this could be this could be a nice little little stack. So I'm I'm not as interested in Houston, um, but I I see the numbers. Everything suggests that they should have a nice outing. And I I think for me, man, I I, I love the game stack. This game is just I got to cut some teams out, and I I just got to figure that out. Houston's definitely on the board for me right now. And then as I as I whittle things down throughout the day, I'll figure out if they still make the cut. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. They're not my favorite stack, but um, if I have enough lineups, I'm definitely stacking them because LeBlanc can get beat up, and this Houston King team can beat up anyone at any time here. And they've been playing well so far this year, too, really well. Yeah. Last game of the night here, Colorado versus San Fran, Pomeranz versus Bettis. I don't want to use Bettis. I don't want to use Pomeranz. But the problem is it's over in San Fran here. We'll start with Bettis. Can you play him? Listen, man, I'm just going to be honest with you, Grant. I'm not taking anyone from this game, bats or pitchers. I just – I don't think I need him. And so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm fading this whole situation. Whole situation. Yeah, that's fine. I I don't want to use any bats in this game. Like, I mean, I just, the, the pitches are cheap. Like, I, I know they're cheap for, like, SP2, but I, I, I don't like anything. I'm, I'm just fading it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But. No, it's all good. Um, I do have some interest in Pomeranz. He's pitched decent so far this season. It's caught the Rockies away from Coors in San Fran with a not great lineup, in all honesty here. I have a decent amount of interest in Pomeranz today just because simply it's in – San Fran. It's that simple. I know he's a bit expensive at 8-1, but I think some tournament darts are all right there. Also, I'm fine with throwing in Arenado or Story versus a lefty just because Pomeran still does give up a decent amount of hard contact. But that's, that's pretty much it for the game. And that brings us to the end of the slate. Things, things, things look pretty fun tomorrow, Will. Yeah, man, it, sh- it should be interesting. Uh... Shout out to Zoe Mia. Looks like they're going to take down the uh, FanDuel qualifier there tonight. Uh, exceptional job. They were on Arizona just like I was. They just had a few more upside bats in, in a couple other places. And uh, looks like I'll be chasing it again today. So uh, congrats to you. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, thanks, Grant. We got to hang out. And uh, it's exciting, man. Baseball is back. Yep, I'm right there with you. Best time of the year is, well, I guess half a year long. But that'll do it. Again, Steve, you'll be back on Monday. Again, sign up for our sponsor, Fantasy Draft, using the RG link. Get some free stuff, maybe. And good luck on your contest tomorrow. Hope you do better than everyone, except for the two people that are on this podcast. We're out of here. See you, kids.